I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal. And this is your Peak Daily for Tuesday, August 22nd, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and technology all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so in weird news, BC officials are asking wildfire tourists to keep their distance as fast-moving fires spread across the province. And before you respond, sorry, who and what? Remember that just last month, tourists flocked to Death Valley to stack photos with a big thermometer showing record-breaking temperatures. These are things that we'll never understand. Do you have any thoughts on disaster tourism? Yeah. I mean, I do follow someone on Instagram that follows tornadoes, which is bad enough. But really, you're only putting yourself in harm's way. In this case, you're putting other people in harm's way because you can't get out of the way and you might need to get rescued. That's true. I mean, wildfire tourists, if that is you, think of another hobby. No offense. I think that's exactly right. There's lots of things to do. And yeah, it just doesn't, it's selfish. That's exactly what it is, Jay. And so I I would discourage people from doing wildfire tourism. I would discourage people from going to any war zone because, you know, you get something bad happens, you get embroiled in a whole international scandal and you have all these resources mobilized to come save you. And for what? Because you did something stupid. They're just doing it for the gram. I hate that. So don't do that at Peak Pals. Don't do that. If you know anybody's going to do that, tell them not to do that. Wise words from Brett Chang. Brett, aside from disaster tours, what do we have for Peak Pals today? For our first story, a Montreal housing bylaw falls short. For our second story, the high art market goes low. And for our last story, move over Italy. It's all about Albania. For our first story, in today's episode of Canadian Housing Gone Wrong... A 2021 Montreal bylaw meant to lead to the construction of over 1,200 new social housing units has produced, drumroll please, zero. Brett, what happened? Who could have seen that coming? Right. The idea of the bylaw is to force developers to contribute to the city's affordable housing supply by creating housing themselves, giving up a property to the city, or offering a financial contribution. Every developer has chosen the option to pay up. This presents two problems, apparently, of 71 housing housing units built since the bylaw took effect. None have been made into affordable housing where the tenants pay the equivalent of 25% of their household income towards rent. And the second problem is that the city has instead raised $24.5 million between its affordable and social housing funds, which experts say isn't enough to even build one social housing project. It matters because, per the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, Canada needs to build 5.8 million homes by 2031 to restore affordability. But soaring construction costs, slow approvals, and lack of government incentives are projected to keep enduring progress. The conversation started to look up yesterday, in Ontario yesterday at least, after Premier Doug Ford guaranteed strong mayor powers to leaders who commit to specific housing targets. Such powers would allow mayors to pass housing-related bylaws with less council support, override council approval of certain bylaws, and prepare the city's budget. The bottom line is that Montreal's failure to incentivize the development of just 1,200 city-mandated social housing units highlights the continued disconnect between the federal and provincial governments, cities, and the developers that actually need to build the new housing. For our second story, after a record-breaking 2022, the fine art market has crashed harder than a Jeff Koons balloon dog sculpture knocked over its pedestal by a clumsy gallery goer. (laughs) Here's what's driving the news. In the first five months of the year, overall global fine art sales have dropped by 14% compared to the same time last year, while sales at the big three auction houses, Sotheby's, Christie's, and Phillips, dropped by a whopping 20%, this all according to Artnet. Sales of ultra-fine art works priced $10 million and up saw the steepest drop, generating 51% less revenue than last year as appetite for pricey prices dried up. 
It matters because a slumping art market could mean the ultra-rich are beginning to pull back their spending as the effects of tightening monetary policy take their toll. This could end up being a good thing as well-off consumers can disproportionately skew inflation data. Or it could be a really bad thing, as some (laughs) economists think a slowdown in luxury spending could be a sign of an impending recession known as the lipstick effect. Wow, economists have such colorful language. And to zoom out, major luxury brands like LVMH and Kering reported dwindling sales revenue last quarter. Secondhand luxury watch prices recently hit their two-year lows. And despite how much we love talking about them, super yacht ownership is actually on the decline, Brett. So I'm sorry you have to give up your super yacht. Yeah. Well, you know, I've been meaning to sell it. The bottom line is, recession indicator or not, when the ultra-rich are deciding that Picassos and Patek Philippe's aren't worth buying, it makes us want to double-check post our budget. Absolutely. For our third story, folks bitten by the travel bark are running into a major problem this year. Traveling is freaking expensive. That's why tourists are shifting to under-the-radar destinations. But where are they heading? Well, with affordable rates and beautiful black sand beaches, Albania more than doubled airline passenger arrivals this June compared to last year and saw overnight stays by foreigners increase in the first quarter by a staggering 152% from the same time in 2019. Italian Prime Minister Giorgia Maloney headed to Albania for her summer vacation this year, highlighting how the nation is drawing in even high-profile tourists. To zoom out, Other hotspots emerging for travelers, in part due to their affordability, include Turkey and Croatia, both of which are smashing tourism records this summer. And it matters because anyone who has recently visited France or Italy, full disclosure, not me, but someone at the peak, knows it's not cheap. Perhaps that's a blessing in disguise. By finding cheaper destinations, we can expand our traveling horizons. Who needs another Instagram in Positano anyway, really, Brett? But with tourists flocking to thrifty locales like seagulls to a breadcrumb pile, High demand can mean these destinations might only stay cheap for a little while longer. In Turkey, prices for hotels and restaurants are up 83% this July, in lira terms for the same time last year. The Croatian city of Dubrovnik implemented an extra cruise ship tax in 2021 to generate more revenue from increased traffic. The bottom line is this. Wherever you decide to go, just don't brag about it too much at the office. Let's keep the quiet places quiet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not even going to tell people where I'm spending this week. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business news podcast in Canada. And if you've got a second, want to follow this podcast for your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. And have a great Tuesday, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.